0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading.
1: All right, Matthew chapter 2, and in chapter 1 we went through some genealogy and then uh, Jesus was born. And so here we are in chapter 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen, notice, his star. We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. So notice this. God is signaling the birth of the Messiah and to people that, you know, they're from the East. So we have to presume these people, they're not Jewish. They they don't know the Old Testament prophets and such, but they're what some people might call stargazers. They're people that are into, you might even call it astrology, but they're into the stars, reading the stars, and they have realized that the stars have messages. And you know, that's scriptural. The Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God. And the atmosphere, the stars, they're speaking a message day by day. And these people from the east, these magi from the east, who read the stars and notice that somehow they're being communicated by the divine through the stars. They saw a star that showed a king is born. And they began to follow that star. (laughs) So fascinating. And they come to Jerusalem. And they're wondering, where is this king who is to be born? So it says, they came to Jerusalem saying, they're asking around, where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. That's how much, that's how convinced they are that the, there's a king, that the divine, whoever that is, you know, we know who it is, but they probably didn't know who that was. But this This divine, this God, is communicating that a special king is born. We've come to worship him. And so notice this. When Herod the king, this is the earthly king over Judea, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. Well, why was he troubled? Well, when you study history, you'll find out that King Herod the Great was a paranoid king. He was always worried that somebody was out to get him, somebody was going to kill him. So he was a master builder. And uh, But he would build fortresses and such. Masada, the famous Masada, built by King Herod uh, the Great. And so anyway, he was paranoid anyway. And so when he would hear that a king was to be born, that's a threat. That's a threat. And so when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And it says, And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, where the Christ was to be born. So what it doesn't say here is whether or not the chief priest heard that the Magi were saying a king is born. But nonetheless, Herod knew, hey, if anybody knows about a king being born around here or something prophesied, it would be the chief priests, it would be the rabbis, it would be uh, the, the religious rulers. So he called them, and watch this. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born because Herod knew that it was prophesied that a Jewish Messiah was coming. And so he knew the Jewish leaders would know this. So he called them and asked them, uh, where is the Jewish Messiah supposed to be born? And they answered. They didn't have to go do research. They knew the scriptures. They answered and said, in Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, but you, and they started quoting it chapter and verse, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, so he had this conversation with the scribes and the chief priests, and he learned from the scriptures the prophecies of where the king or the Messiah was to be born. And then when he had secretly called the wise men, he determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Oh, that's a lie though. He was not intending to come and worship the new king. He was intending to destroy him, but he didn't want to tell the wise men or the magi that. And so he said, go ahead and find him and bring back word. What's interesting is uh, if the chief priest and the scribes knew about this uh, report that the magi had come and said, we saw his star, the king is born. Why wouldn't they go to Bethlehem? Bethlehem is not all that far from Jerusalem where they are. I mean, it's not that far at all. And why wouldn't they go? Well, they, they just didn't have the confidence that he was coming anytime soon. And even when he came and he grew up there and he taught, they didn't believe it. And so you can tell if they didn't believe it when he's there, you know, as a 30-year-old rabbi, minister, teacher doing miracles, if they're not going to believe it then, they're certainly not going to believe some magi from the East who don't even have a Bible. And so they didn't go see, but the magi went to find him. So King Herod said to the Magi, go and find him, but bring back word to me so that I may go worship him also. Verse 9, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, watch this, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. God was literally guiding them to the place where Jesus was. It says, uh, the star went before them till it came, till the star came and stood over where the young child was. This is only God can can control the moving of the stars in the sky. And we know there there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of how that's happened. It's not just like a star is just moving on its own because the earth is rotating on its axis. The earth is orbiting around the sun. I mean, there's a lot going on in this solar system. Only God could create, could control this to where the magi who are now in Jerusalem, they were in the east, saw the star. Now they're in, it led them to Jerusalem. Now it's still leading them somehow and it stood over. How in the world does it stand over the place? Well, they were able to read this, and God knew that they would be able to read it, and the Lord was leading them through this star. And so it says, till the star came and stood over where the young child was. So notice now he's not a baby in Bethlehem anymore, but he's a young child, see, because this would have been a couple of years, you'll see that in just a moment, around a couple of years. That they were traveling since the baby was born, they saw the star and they began to travel. And so, verse ten, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding, uh, exceedingly great joy. So they could tell that the star stopped, at least it had the appearance of stopping in a certain place, and they rejoiced like, "We're here! Look!" It's not moving like it was before. They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, notice, not into the the cave or, or the barn or whatever, you know, people's interpretation of where Jesus was born, the stable. No, when they could come into the house, they saw the young child, not a baby. They saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. He's just a little child. But they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They really believed this was a king. Then, being divinely warned in a dream. Thank God that God warned the Magi in a dream. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way see they're from another country in the east so verse 13 now when they had departed behold an angel of the lord appeared to joseph in a dream notice there are dreams and angels uh, there are things happening for about 400 years before the birth of the the lord before actually the angel appearing to zacharias in the temple to announce john the baptist jesus cousin and his uh, birth his uh supernatural conception with elizabeth and then the birth before that for about 400 years it was spiritually silent there was no prophetic utterance going on there was no supernatural occurrences happening and we call that the intertestamental period between uh between the end of the old testament days and we're talking about ezra and nehemiah with the historical books but the prophets books of course we get all the way to malachi But between the end of the Old Testament history and the beginning of the New Testament history is about 400 years. And it was spiritually silent. God was not moving. There were not miracles that are of note that anybody knows anything about. But all of a sudden now, when when the time came for the Messiah to be born, now the angel appearing to Zacharias... And uh, an angel appearing to Mary, an angel appearing to Joseph in a dream, and then the angel, or, and then a dream given to the Magi, the star in the sky. See, these are supernatural occurrences. And then we see once again uh, another dream here. It says in verse thirteen: Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, "Arise." Take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So notice, God not only supernaturally brought his son Jesus into the world as a human being, but God is supernaturally protecting him through speaking and dreams and such. And so, uh, when Joseph arose, he took the young child and his mother by night And departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, the king, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, out of Egypt, I have called my son. So here the prophet spoke out of Egypt, I've called my son. Nobody knows what that means. See, until all of a sudden uh, the Messiah is born and Herod is going to become threatened and want to kill the baby and so, or the child at this point. And so uh, God had prophesied way back in the Old Testament, out of Egypt, I've called my son. So God way in advance was setting up the plan, not only to bring Jesus into the world, but to protect him so that he could grow to full age and become the Passover lamb, become the sacrifice for our sins. Isn't God not only powerful, but brilliant? And so Verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, they didn't come back to report where they found the young child. When he saw that he was deceived by the wise men was exceedingly angry and he sent forth, here you can see the rage, the paranoia, uh, the ruthlessness of King Herod the Great. It said, uh, he was exceedingly angry and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all the districts around Bethlehem from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. So that gives us the idea that Jesus was likely less than two years old because Herod would have wanted to make sure maybe Jesus was a year old because he just went an extra year just to make sure that he got him. See, and what a horrible thing to do. You can imagine how horrible families don't know, what are, you, why are you doing this to our babies? But see, it was spiritual. And, and this is something we need to understand. We read history in the Bible, but behind the history, in fact, behind modern day history, behind what's going on in our world today, there is a whole realm of spirits demonic spirits and satan himself angelic spirits and god himself there's a whole realm of spirits that are influencing what's happening in the earth and you can see that here that the devil was wanting to destroy this baby messiah this you know second person of the godhead the son of god and through herod and his paranoia is causing him to go and now destroy all these precious little Jewish boys, Jewish young uh, children, including infants. And so it says, uh, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived, he was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then uh, was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, here's another prophecy that Matthew's bringing up, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. You can imagine with all these babies and children being killed, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Now, when Herod was dead, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, another angel, another dream, maybe the same angel, but it's certainly another dream, to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel." But when he, Joseph, heard that Archelius was reigning over Judea instead of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, notice all the dreams that are happening and notice the obedience of Joseph time and again. And so God chose the right young gal, but also the right uh, betrothed and eventually uh, married husband. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. So we're reading here how God is fulfilling the plan to bring the Jewish Messiah into the world to protect him that the Son of God would become a human being born sinless, born of a virgin so that he would be sinless. And then, of course, obedient so he retained his sinlessness, that he might come all the way to the cross and be crucified as a sinless man for our sins. Thank you
0: for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Deerman.